Father, we just want to say thank you, Lord God. Father, we thank you, Lord, before we could fall in love with you, you fell in love with us, O oh God. Father, we're grateful for your love for us, for your care for us, O oh God. And Father, as we gather tonight, O oh Lord, Father, we may have been good as people, Lord, but we know there's a greater one in our midst this evening, O oh God, and that is you, O oh Lord. And Father, we're desiring to give you the preeminence this evening, O oh God. We're desiring to be the one, Lord, as that will bring forth your word, O oh God, that you be the same one, Lord, on the inside of us, O oh God, that will hearken to your own word, O oh Lord, and bring it to pass, O oh God. Father, in our own selves, Lord, we are not sufficient, O oh God. But Father, we know that within us, O oh Lord, is the one that is sufficient, O oh God. Is the one, O oh Lord, that has got that faith, O oh Lord, to be able to take the word, O oh Lord, and believe it, O oh God, and, and bring it to pass, O oh God. So, Father, this evening, we just want to lay everything aside. Oh, God, we want to move ourselves out of the way, Lord. We want to take our thoughts out of the way, Lord. And we just want to ask, oh, Lord, let it mighty one, Lord. Let the Almighty God step on the scene, Lord. And may you be the one, oh, God, who take your own word. May you be the one to lift us up, oh, God. May you be the one, Lord, to, to make yourself real to us, oh, God. Father, we give the service into your hands, Lord. Father, as we turn the pages of this book, Lord, we pray, may you be the one to interpret it, O God. May you be the one to bring the word of God, we pray tonight, O Father. May you move in a sovereign way, O God. May you be glorified at the end of the service, O God. Father, may we remember nothing else but you, Jesus, O God, Lord. Lord, we give the service into your hands, Lord. We ask all this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you all. Amen. God bless you, Brother Michael, musicians. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. We greet you all in the name of the Lord this evening. Amen. Sure glad to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. And Amen. I'm sure. Appreciate the word last Sunday. Amen. Brother Ed speaking and, and Brother, Brother Andrew speaking to us. Amen. Sure appreciate the word, how God has been moving. And I miss lately, amen. It's, it's been very sovereign, amen. And, and we thank the Lord for it. The Lord really moved in a very special way on my heart Sunday evening. And I really want to thank the Lord for it, amen. God bless Brother Andrew for this labor. And, and Brother Ed, we always appreciate you, amen. God bless you, amen. We thank the Lord. We thank the Lord for a pastor and what he's done in his life and leading the flock and the sheep, amen. And, and we continue to pray for him each day, amen. Amen. He needs our prayers. Amen. Amen. Let's take a Bible this evening. Amen. We we won't belong this evening. I, uh, we, at least that's what we believe. Amen. But let's take a Bible and let's go to the book of Isaiah. Amen. It's not um, a very simple thought this evening. And, and we, we know it. We've heard it before. But we just want to encourage ourselves a little bit this evening. Amen. And so Isaiah chapter 49. Amen. Amen. We know the scripture very well. Isaiah chapter 49, uh, from verse 13, amen, to verse 16. 
Isaiah chapter 49, verse 13 to 16. Amen. Scripture says, Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains. For the Lord has comforted his people and will have mercy upon his afflicted. But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. So can a woman forget a suckling child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yeah, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palm of my hand. Thy walls are continually before me. Amen. Let's take one more scripture. Amen. We go to First Peter, First Peter chapter five, First Peter chapter five verse seven. Amen. First Peter chapter five verse seven. Amen. So cast them all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. Amen. May the Lord add his blessing to read another word. He might have you say it. Amen. 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 This evening, if we want to take a little title, amen, we want to speak on He has not forgotten you. Amen. He has not forgotten you. Amen. I, the service came about um, a couple of weeks ago. Amen. And uh, I, had, I had just gotten home and I actually visited John and Hannah in the evening and uh, we, we, we had we did some music, different tents and, and I had just gotten home and, and I, I was just home and just thinking about different tents and just, just thinking on the Lord and, and, and about different tents in life and, and, and as, as, as we were thinking about these tents, the, the Lord just dropped this in my heart in a very special way and he said, he has not forgotten you, amen. He has not forgotten you. And, and after he dropped that in my heart, he, he just dropped again in my heart and said, I want you to speak that's the next service that you take. So we, we, we hear just doing what the Lord has laid on our hearts, amen. That he has not forgotten you, amen. Now, we, we are humans, amen, and we might be a little slow this evening, or we'll see how the Lord leads, amen. But. But amen, we, we are humans, amen, and, and as humans we tend to forget, amen, we do tend to forget, and I mean, as the years start to catch up with us, we sure recognize that we do tend to forget. I mean, there are certain things I start to forget myself, and uh, it, it kind of gets a little, a little scary, amen. But as humans, we do tend to forget, amen. But there's something about humans, about the things that we forget, amen. Sometimes it really comes to a point where it's interesting, but we tend to forget the good things. We sometimes tend to get, forget the things that are, that are actually valuable sometimes. We tend to forget the promises of God sometimes, amen. We tend to forget that our God is all-powerful, amen. And, and he's all-mighty and he's all-merciful, amen. And, 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 and he's all-gracious, amen. Because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, amen. But as humans in our own ways of, of doing, sometimes when trouble arises or different and comes away, we tend to forget who, the God that we're serving, amen. We tend to forget his greatness and his power amen but but very interesting again the one thing that we tend not to forget is how weak we are 
Amen. We tend many a times not to forget of our failures. Amen. We tend not to forget of our mistakes and, and even maybe the wrong that someone did us or the different things, the imperfection in our lives and, and the complexes that we have and the fears that we have. Many a times we tend not to forget those things because Satan is constantly bringing them back onto us. To point us back to what to say, you know, this is your failures, this is your fault. And he's constantly doing that every day, every morning that we rise up, you know. So it becomes something that it becomes hard for us to forget because we always remember and I am, I am weak here and, and I'm a failure here and I did this wrong and I did that wrong and, and we tend to not forget that but 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 you see but you see we we, we serve in a God that you know he, he's a great God amen and though there may be certain things that we may we may not forget in our lives that that you know may, may hunt us in the years to come or, or pass or different things, but but you see there is something on the inside of the believer, a man that is able to push back all these thoughts that the enemy will point to us of the things that we are weak in, amen. Because the one thing we need to remember and not to forget is that our God has forgotten our sins, amen. Our God has forgotten our iniquities, amen. He has forgotten our failures, amen. The moment and the day that we confess that and we said, Lord, I am sorry, and we, 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 we repented of it. But the scripture says that it was put on in the sea of his forgetfulness, amen. In other words, he has completely forgotten it, but the enemy will bring a book to us to try to get us to remember it, but God has forgotten it, amen. There are many things, the God that we serve, he's not a forgetful God, but there is something that he can forget, and that is your sins, amen. He can forget it, and when he forgets it, he really forgets it, amen. He doesn't remember it anymore, it is gone, it is in the sea, amen of his forgetfulness amen and now if God has forgotten our sins and has forgotten our iniquities and has forgotten our past then why are we dwelling on it amen why are we still remembering amen why are we allowing that to hinder our move with the Lord why are we allowing that to hinder the power and the grace and the amount of things that we can get from the word of God we we don't have to stay there I believe that the season have come that we we're supposed to rise up from from the ashes of all the condemnation that we've been in and, and the ashes of all the guilt that has been upon us you know Satan has put so many on us and, and tried to rob us but I believe that the bride has come to a place where we need to rise up above it amen if God has forgotten it he has forgotten it amen we might as well forget it too because he doesn't remember it amen whenever we bring it up whenever the enemy brings it up he does not remember it amen he has forgotten it amen it is the season and the time for us to look in the mirror of the word and start to realize who we really are, amen that we are not lost anymore we have been redeemed, amen we are not bound anymore, amen we have been set free, amen we are no longer slaves, amen we are the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen we are not just some servants, some, some group of people that just showed up and laid us here we are the predestinated seed of God that he has placed in this age for a purpose and a reason, amen. He has forgotten our sins, amen. Now, Brother Branham was speaking the invisible union, a little bit of a lenticle, code, but he was saying, now, now your old book is gone. Is that with your old union, amen? Is that now your name, is, is your name in your old book has been transferred, amen? Is that now you say, do you mean to tell me that my old book, God put it in the sea of his forgetfulness. You stand perfectly before God. 
You wouldn't want to save them. Right now, you stand perfectly before God. Not because of any good thing that you have done, but because of what He has done. Amen. Because of what He has forgotten, you stand perfectly before God. Amen. You stand here with no guilt. Amen. He doesn't remember anything that you've done in the past. You stand here with no condemnation. Amen. You stand perfectly before God. Is that now your name is in? It's it's now in the new book. Is that not the book of life, but the Lamb's book of life? Amen. What the Lamb's redeemed, not the old book of your old union, but your new book, bride. Hallelujah. Is that your new life is? In the Lamb's book of life, your marriage certificate, hallelujah, where your true eternal germ from the beginning takes hold. Now you are not only forgiven, but you are justified. Glory, justified. Romans 5.1 said, yeah, says, yeah, Romans 5.1 said, therefore being justified by faith. Brother Branham said, look up the word. The word don't mean forgiven. The word means justified. It don't mean you are forgiven. Amen. Brother Brandon continues to say, for instance, you had I got drunk and done something evil and, and everything. Then you come around and say to me, you find out I, I didn't do them. Then you come around and say, Brother Branham, I forgive you. Forgive me. I didn't do it at the first place. See, now if I did do it, I'm guilty. But you could forgive me. And I wouldn't be guilty, but yet I am not justified because I actually done it. Amen. So Brother Brennan was saying, you know, you see me drinking and, and you come to me and you say, you, you're saying that oh, I got drunk, but in reality I wasn't drunk. I didn't get drunk. And you say, you come to me and you say, oh, I forgive you. He said, you forgive me. You, you can't forgive me. I haven't done anything wrong. Amen. But now he said, let's assume that I did it, that I actually went and I was drunk. And you, you come to me and you, you know, you tell me about it and, and I, I ask you to forgive me and you forgive me. He said, yes, I am forgiven, but I am not justified. Amen. Now, Brother Branham continuing to say, but the word justified is though you never done it. Amen. So, so when, when he came and told me that I got drunk and truly I did it and, and I said, forgive me. Yes, he forgave me, but, but he still remembers it. Amen. He has not fully forgotten it. Amen. As a human, amen, he has not forgotten it. But there is something that goes further than forgiveness that is justification, amen. And it says the word justified is though you never done it. So the moment is like when I told him and confessed and said, I am sorry for what I have done. It's as if that my past, it's as if that the record was rolled back and that portion where they saw me drinking has been deleted. And it's no longer part of the record anymore. Amen. That record is deleted. Amen. That is what justification is. It's gone. If you go back and play the record, you won't find it. Amen. It is no longer there. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. It's that it's like you never done it. Amen. It's not even regarded at all. Is that how is it done in God's book, in God's book of the sea of forgetfulness? Your old book on marriage is divorced and dead. It's not even in the memories of God. Amen. You are justified. Friends, we, 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 we can't sit in condemnation anymore. We can't sit in guilt anymore. He doesn't remember it. 
when we go into prayer and, and, and the enemy is bringing what we did last week and what we did the other day, the moment we confess it, he doesn't remember it. Amen. It is just the lie of the enemy. Amen. But the Branham said, therefore being justified, it was accused. You was accused, but you never done it in the first place. The old union and the sea of God's forgetfulness. You wasn't married to it to begin with. He, the bridegroom, bore your shame himself. Amen. For you, in your place, he took your place. For you were predestinated for him to be in his bride before the foundation of the world. The Bible said so. You are the predestinated seed. Amen. So God, he's not remembering and, and keeping a record of all our wrongs. God has forgotten them. God has forgotten them. He's forgotten your past. Whether you believe it or not, that's the truth. <laughs> it's hard to believe because we humans, it's hard for us to forget, but God has forgotten it. Amen. He has forgotten it. Amen. That is how the Lord Jesus sees us. Amen. Because the one to obey God as he can never forget his finished work at Calvary. He can never forget it. He can't forget his mercy. He can't forget his love. He can't forget his grace. Amen. He can't forget the predestinated seed that is on the inside of you. Amen. And I believe that as the church, the season has come that, you know, we need to actually start to see God for who he is. Amen. We need to start to see and look at him for who he is. We should never forget that he is still God. We should never forget that the one that created the mountains, the one that spoke all this into existence, he's still alive. Amen. And he loves you. And he hasn't forgotten you. You wouldn't have deceived him. He hasn't forgotten you. He still remembers you. He still remembers his promise. Amen. Though it lingers, he hasn't forgotten. Amen. He has not forgotten you. Amen. Even though, you know, the days may pass, months may pass, years may pass, but I tell you one thing, he hasn't forgotten. You see, many times it's when the, the trials come and, and it's when the, the answer is delayed and, and it's when, you know, we're going through something that just seems to linger and, and seem to never change. Those are the moments that the enemy will come and say to us, you know, your God has forgotten you. You are forsaken. It's been so long. How come there is no change? And we tend to sympathize with it and be satisfied in that situation. Amen. And when we get satisfied in that situation, we are accepting what the enemy is saying and we are saying that God has actually forgotten me. Are you with me? If we accept that we are saying that God has forgotten us. You see, Abraham, when he received the promise and he was told that in 25 years he was going to receive a child. And here 25 years had gone by. The scripture said that he never staggered. He was never moved. Amen. Because he knew that God had not forgotten him. He never got into the point or a place where he said to think, you know what? I am going to accept that I am never going to have this child. He never got to that point, no matter how long it took. He always believed that God was going to bring it to pass. 
Because he believed that the Lord had not forgotten him. Because he knew whom he had believed that he is the creator and what he speaks must come to pass. And so he knew that he cannot forget his promise. No matter how long it takes, it is going to happen. Amen. You see, no doubt Moses, you know, Moses in the, at the backside of the desert, no doubt he thought that God had forgotten him. Amen. He might have thought that God has forgotten me. He has forsaken me. And, and he probably thought, you know, well, th th this is it all abated. And this is where we're going to be. And, and this is where we're going to spend the rest of our lives. And, uh, and, you know, probably God has raised someone else to do the work. And, and, you know, it is over. And no doubt on the other side, in, in the land of Egypt, the children of Israel might have had the same thought. Is that the Lord must have forgotten us. He must have forsaken us. I mean, we, we don't know what's going on. We've been going around being slaves here for so long. And, and we've been doing this for so many years. Our children and aren't catching up and they're doing the same thing. There is no way we'll live in this place. We will be stuck here. We'll be here forever. And they thought that the Lord has forgotten us. Amen. That's what they started to believe. The Lord has forgotten me. And you see, that's where the enemy would like to have us to be. To think that our situation is permanent. To think that our condition is permanent. But God has not forgotten you. He has not forgotten his promise. Amen. You see Moses thought that you know this is my new normal. This is my new normal. I'm just going to live here and grow up and die. This is going to be my new normal. But that wasn't God's normal. God's normal was for him to go and deliver his people. And he had not forgotten it. God's normal was for him to take the rod that he had in his hand and split the red sea. And he had not forgotten it. God's normal was for him to take the same rod and strike the rock for water to come out. God had a purpose in his life and he had not forgotten it. No matter how long it was taken, no matter how old he was, God had not forgotten it. Even if he had forgotten it, God had not forgotten him. Because he spoke it, amen. God had not forgotten the promise that he had made Abraham. To say that your children are going to dwell in the place for 400 years. But I will deliver them with a mighty hand. He had not forgotten him. He had not forgotten the prayers. The Amram will go up in the closet. And he'll shut himself in. And pray for hours. And pray for nights. He had not forgotten Amram's prayers he had not forgotten them no matter how dark he was looking he had not forgotten them amen and when the appointed time came if you give me just a little bit here sat when the appointed time came amen he stepped down in the form of the burning bush and declared to Moses, Moses, I haven't forgotten. I haven't forgotten. It might have taken long, but Moses, I haven't forgotten. Take that rod in your hand and go do what I've called you to do. Let me say this to your church. He hasn't forgotten you. He's got a purpose in your life. He hasn't forgotten him. He's got a promise for you. He hasn't forgotten him. Amen. He hasn't forgotten. It may linger, but he hasn't forgotten it. Amen. At the right season, he will send you to do what he's called you to do.
and there will be none that will stand in your way because when Moses went down to the land of Egypt no one could stand in Moses way anymore because God had come to fulfill his word Amen. No matter what Pharaoh would do, um, God was going to bring the people out. Amen. Um, and when he was bringing the people out, um, he did not forget their children. Amen. Um, he did not forget the parents. Amen. Um, he did not forget, you know, the husband and the wife. Um, he did not forget them. The promise was that all of them were leaving that land. Um, and there was nothing that was going to hinder um, that to come to pass. Um, everyone left that land um, because he had not forgotten his promise. Mercedes to you, he has not forgotten your children. He has not forgotten your wife. He hasn't forgotten your husband. He hasn't forgotten your siblings. Amen. He has made a promise. You believe him. He will bring it to pass. He has not forgotten him. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word stands forever. Everything will move. Everything will fail. But the word of God will never fail. The word of God can never change him. He cannot forget his word. If God forgets his word, he forgets himself. He cannot forget himself. If he forgets himself, he forgets you. Because you are his bride. You were taken from his side. You were not forgotten. You were right there. He remembers you. And he's working it all together for good. Oh, hallelujah. He's working it all together for good. Amen. 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 He hasn't forgotten a bride in this age. He hasn't forgotten his promise that in this age there is a bride coming out. Amen. A bride that is spotless. Amen. A bride that is righteous. Amen. A bride, amen, that, that is full of power. Amen. He hasn't forgotten him. He hasn't forgotten the words of the prophet when he said that there's going to rise an, an invincible army. He hasn't forgotten him. He hasn't forgotten the, the third pool that the prophet spoke about. Him. He hasn't forgotten him. Are you women deceiving him? He hasn't forgotten him. The time may linger, but he hasn't forgotten him. Brother Branham will talk about him. There will come a time where limbs will come out of the people. He hasn't forgotten it. He hasn't forgotten the promise of the Holy Ghost in this age. Amen. He hasn't forgotten deliverance in this age. He hasn't forgotten him. You might be bound in sickness. You might be bound in something. But let me say to you, he hasn't forgotten that he is still the healer. He hasn't forgotten that he's still Jehovah Jireh. He hasn't forgotten that he's still Jehovah Rapha. He hasn't forgotten that he's still Jehovah Shammah. He hasn't forgotten any of that. He hasn't forgotten you. Oh, hallelujah. The bride that he's ordained to bring out of this age, she will come out of this age. No matter what comes, he will, she will come out of this age. Amen. He has a perfect picture in his mind that he's molding and shaping. When Moses was at the backside of the desert, he didn't realize it, but he was being shaped. He was being molded. He was because he had not forgotten what he called him for, but he had to get him ready for it. Are you with me? He hadn't forgotten the power that is in the bride, but he's making the bride ready for him. Because the season is drawing nigh him. He hasn't forgotten him. He's just making us ready for it. He has the picture in his mind. He has the image in his mind that he's shaping and molding. It is an image of power. It is an image of righteousness. It is an image of holiness. Amen. It's an image of authority. 
That's what he has in his mind for the age. And he hasn't forgotten it. He's molded them and he's shaped them. First John 3, 2 will say, Beloved, now we are sons of God. And it doesn't not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when, we shall, that, that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. He hasn't forgotten it. Amen. There are many scriptures we can take, but we won't be able to take them more. But he hasn't forgotten, for we shall see him as he is. Amen. He hasn't forgotten the scripture that when he appeared, we should be like him. And he's shaping and he's molding because he hasn't forgotten it. Amen. He hasn't forgotten the attribute of God that is in you and me. Amen. The trials and the testing and the difficulties. Let me say this, church. That is not the sign of God forsaking you. That's what the enemy will say. The trials and the testing are not the sign that you have been forsaken by God. Are you with me? But the trials and the testing are the evidence that he hasn't forgotten you. Because if he had forgotten you, he wouldn't be bought a shape in you. Are you with me? The trial and the testing is the evidence that you are not forgotten. That is planned for you is not forgotten. It tells you that you're part of the rapture group of people. If not, he wouldn't have bought a shape in you and trying you and testing you. Because you are supposed to be fit to rule. All he's doing is because he hasn't forgotten his promise. Because he hasn't forgotten you. But you see, as Isaiah was speaking, man, and, and he started to talk about, you know, you know that Isaiah was the prophet just before they went into captivity. And Isaiah started to prophesy and, and he started to speak about, he started to look past the captivity. Amen. He started prophesying, looking beyond the captivity of Israel and the restoration of Israel. And perhaps as Isaiah started, started as a prophet, maybe it wasn't a vision or, or I don't know. But, but as Isaiah started to look, I, I could imagine that Isaiah maybe started to see a people that were sorrowful. He started to see a people that had lost their joy. He started to see a people that have lost their zeal for the Lord. Because they've been in captivity, they've been in Babylon. See, Isaiah's looking ahead, it's just before they go in. And he's looking ahead and, and he's seeing this group of people. And actually the book actually of Psalm will talk about it, amen. As David will write one of the Psalms in Psalm 127, verse 1, and 1 to 6, it says, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. He said, yeah, we wept when we remembered Zion. Is that we hang our harp upon the willows in the midst thereof. For dead, they that carried us captive away captive required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us merit, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? But now hear the response of God. Is that if I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget Hekonon. Now, Hekonon, if you look at the explanation, means being wise, being skillful. 
And he said, if I forget you, Jerusalem, let my right hand forget, in other words, the skillfulness of it or the wisdom of it. And he goes on to say, if I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. If I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy. You wouldn't have this evening. If I don't prefer you above my chief joy. You wouldn't. Isaiah's looking ahead and he's seeing these people. They are sorrowful. They've hanged their harps. You know, some of us have hanged our joy shoes. We've hanged them on the willows. How can we have joy shoes and lay this here? Amen. They lost the joy. They lost the zeal. I mean, all the Zion refers to the bride. And you are the bride. We are the bride. Amen. And he's looking at the people that look sorrowful because they were living in a strange land. And the affliction and the pressures has caused them to forget and lose their joy. Amen. You see, we are also living in another Babylon. Amen. There's another confusion here. Babylon, I think Brother John was speaking about it some time ago. It was beautiful. High technology and great things in Babylon. But yet the people in Babylon were not happy. Because when they remembered how it was. And they saw what it is. They wish they could go back. And you know, the, the, the reason why we, sometimes we get down is because there is something on the inside of us that is remembering where we were. That theophany is calling. And is remembering and saying, I am not comfortable here anymore. But we're not supposed to allow that to take a hold of our joy and our victory. Because that's what these, the children of Israel did. They allowed the condition of the land to completely arrest them and put them in a prison. And take away their joy and, and take away their zeal for the Lord. Because of the condition that they were in. But in the midst of it all, the Lord was speaking to say, listen, you are my joy. I prefer you above my chief joy. I have not forgotten you. No matter how dark it looks, I have not forgotten you. Amen. So that's why Isaiah, before he starts to even speak, he starts to say to them, sing. Be joyful. Break forth into singing. Because your God has not forgotten you. No matter where you are at, he has not forgotten you. Amen. No matter how dark the situation is, he has not forgotten you. He is still bringing mercy and grace to the afflicted. He is still binding up the brokenhearted. He is still setting a liberty to the captive. He is still bringing out of the prison those that are short in the prisons. He has not forgotten you. Amen. 
He has not forgotten you. Because you are graven on the palm of his hand. Oh, hallelujah. Now I want to look at the palm of his hand. Thanks to Brother Tim that he's been helping us with some Bible studies. He's kind of stirred up our, 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 our way of studying to actually go and look things up. So I went to look at palm of his hand. Now in the Hebrew, palm of his hand in a figurative way is referring to power. Amen. It's referring to power. Now if you take the word graven and you go and look in the Hebrew... The word graven actually also means to govern. Amen. It means to govern. In other words, to be in a position of governing. So now if we were to take, we were to take back what the Lord is saying that you are graven in the palm of my hand. In other words, he's saying that you are in a position to govern in power. Amen. You are in a position to govern in power. I have not forgotten you because you are in a position to govern with power. Amen. Because you are his power. You are his victory today. Amen. You are his righteousness. You are his holiness. Amen. And now how can God forget his own power? You are in a position to govern. You are in a position to rule. And he's saying, I haven't forgotten you because I can't forget my own power. I can't forget my own self. You were graven in the palm of his hand. If you're graven in it, that means that you are part of him. You are an attribute of him. You are in a position to govern. You are in a position of power. You are not forgotten. Because he cannot forget you. You are the one that is here to destroy the works of the enemy. Amen. You are the one here. Jesus is not here. I'm talking about physically. Jesus is not walking down the roads of Edmonton like he did back then. He's not. Physically. But yet he is. Amen. But yet he is. In you and me. He is still here. He he cannot forget himself. He cannot forget you. Now we know Jesus. As he went on the cross. Amen. And when he went on the cross. We know that he went on the cross. For a purpose. Amen. Amen. The purpose of God was to redeem us back to himself. And he went on the cross and as he was nailed on the cross, breaching the gap between God and man, taking our sins upon him. And, and there was a moment on the cross that as he was nailed there, he made a cry. And he said, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? My God, my God, why has they forsaken me? He was fulfilling his purpose. He was fulfilling what God had called him to do. Or God had stepped down doing himself. He was fulfilling it. 
But there came a point that he cried out. Jesus himself cried and said, My God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Now, if you looked at the picture through the eyes of man, he looked forsaken. He looked forgotten. With a spit on his face. With his clothes completely stripped off of him. How could this be the son of God? He looked forgotten. He looked forsaken. To the point where even Satan, the devil himself, could not believe that God could, could come to a point to forsake himself that way. That he get to think, that cannot be the son of God. To the natural eyes, he looked that way. But how could God forsake his word made flesh? How could God forget his own word? Though he cried and said, my God, why has they forsaken me? But he wasn't forsaken. He was in the perfect will of God. Though the hour looked dark, the sun decided not to shine anymore. The earth was quaking. Everything seemed to have forsaken him. But there was still something on the inside of him. There was an inner power on the inside of him. There was a promise concerning him. That said, Adore, you may lay me in the grave. I will rise again. And though in the situation he looked forgotten and forsaken. But according to the word, he wasn't forsaken. According to the word, he wasn't forgotten. It was a little season where it looked dark. And sometimes we get to that place. In those little seasons that it looks dark, it looks like we've forgotten. And to the natural eye, someone may look and say, where is your God? Where is your God? David will speak about it in the Psalms. Where is your God? But let me say this, you're not forsaken. You are not forgotten. Though it may look like it. But he hasn't forgotten you. There is an inner power on the inside of you. That is still holding on. Let me say this to you this evening church. You are not defeated. You are not defeated. Because you are still standing. You are not defeated because you are still believing. You are not defeated because you haven't given up. You haven't torn your back around. You are not losing. You are winning. On that cross, everything proved that it looked like he was losing. But he was winning. Because the inner power that was on the inside of him was able to go down into the pits of hell. And take the keys of hell and death of the grave. You want to tell me that he was forsaken? The 
the same one that looked forsaken took those keys and went into paradise and released the people that were there in paradise and said come over with me it's time for you to go in glory he was not forgotten he was not forsaken and let me say the church if we came out of his side of us his bride then we are also not forsaken no matter how dark it may look no matter how it may seem so gloomy no matter how many times it may look like the clouds have covered the sun let me say this you are not forsaken you are not forgotten if he didn't forget Christ on the cross he could not forget you in the darkest hour that is when you've got the greatest power because that is when you get down on your knees and you had it on Sunday evening the power of prayer He has not forgotten you. He's bringing you to fulfill this purpose. In the darkest of hour. Amen. Let's say this weeping may last for the night. But joy cometh in the morning. Let me say that the morning is breaking forward. The morning is coming. Amen. The day is breaking. Amen. The stone is being rolled away. Amen. You are not forgotten, church. You are not forgotten. You are not forgotten because he cares. He cares. He cares. He cared about Jesus on the cross. He cared about Lazarus' home. If there ever a group of people that ever had to think that they were forgotten and forsaken, it was Mary and Martha. The brother was sick, sent to ask to Jesus to come. And the news they got back, he's just walking further away. He's forgotten us. After all we did for him. Sometimes don't we not get that way? After all that I have done and the sacrifice I've made and, and all this is happening to me. They must have felt forgotten or forsaken. But God had not forgotten them. He was working a greater purpose. Four days had gone by. Let me tell you. The idea of a miracle was out of the picture. Hopes were gone. Maybe if he showed up the first day. They might have still have hope to say. Well the body is still intact. So maybe he could still touch him and heal him. For four days. But Branham said he was starting to rotten. At this point, there is no more hope. Even if Jesus comes, we appreciate him coming, but we believe he's just come to comfort us. When they had him come and marry you, or Martha runs to him and say, you know, if you had been here, our brother had not died. But he didn't upbraid him or anything like that. She, she accepted it. She was starting to be comfortable with it. Be, this is what has happened. I guess he forgot us and this happened. It's all right. We will just take it. But that wasn't what God was planning. That wasn't God's thought. Though Martha was being satisfied and, and, and being good, but God was like, that's not over. And let me say this. We may be at a spot where we may say, you know, oh, I'm glad and I thank the Lord for where I'm at and be satisfied. But God is saying it's not over. There is more to come. There is more. There is more. 
You know the story. He told him to roll away the stone and, and call Lazarus back to life again. See, he had not forgotten the request that they made at the beginning. Are you with me? Whatever you prayed at the beginning of your situation, he has not forgotten it. The first thing they asked him to do, he had not forgotten it. He just did it different than the way they wanted it to be. Are you with me? He hasn't forgotten you. Brother Brennan was speaking the resurrection of Lazarus, and we'll be closing here in a few. Four days is gone, all hopes was gone. The darkest hour that the little family ever seen. Then the first thing you know, they heard Jesus was coming. Isn't, the, isn't it just like, that, like him? When the darkest hour comes, then Jesus comes along. Was it that way for you? It was when I was lying yonder in the hospital, the doctor told me I had three more minutes to live in Louisville, Kentucky, in the Jewish hospital. Then Jesus come along. Little George Carter here in the, at Milltown, nine, nine years and eight months lying on the bed. Her church taught days of miracles as part. God, God gave a vision, said, go down there. When is your darkest hour? She was dying, weighed 37 pounds. Then Jesus come along. Yes, it's always that way, the darkest of hour. Then Jesus comes along. He said, I've seen it in my own family. When things get so dark, I didn't know which way to go. Then Jesus comes along. I'm going to say this, church. We might be in a season where we might be looking a load of clouds. Let me say this, the sun is still shining. He hasn't forgotten you. Amen. He hasn't forgotten you. Amen. Let us not lose our confidence. Let us not lose our joy. Let's not hang it up on, on the willows because of the pressures. But let's pick them up. When Isaiah looked ahead, he said, sing. Amen. Be joyful because you have been graven in the palm of his hand. You are still in the position of power. You are still in the position to control the tide. You're still in the position to be able to say, storm, turn back. You are still in that position. He hasn't forgotten you, right, man? But you see, the question tonight is, do we care? Do we care? You with me this evening? It's a little slow, but I hope it's all right this evening. Amen. I still got my joy shoes. Don't you worry. <laughs> but do we care? We know that he hasn't forgotten us. We know that he cares. He cared to die on the cross. He cared to send us a message. He cared to do all that he has done. Give us a pastor. Give us a church. He cared to do it all. But do we care? Because he hasn't forgotten. But do we care to believe? He hasn't forgotten his promise. He hasn't forgotten to set you free. He hasn't forgotten to deliver you. But do we care? Young person, do we care? 
we care to actually go and ask the Lord, Lord, what is my purpose? Because he hasn't forgotten it. He hasn't forgotten the purpose he has for you and me. But do we care to find out what the purpose is? Because he cares. He cares. But do we care? Amen. Do we care? The musicians start to make their way. Do we care? Amen. See, there was a man in the Bible by the name of Cornelius. You know, Cornelius might have not seemed to be part of the plan. He was a Roman centurion of the Italian band. I kind of feel like that sometimes, of the Italian band. <laughs> Amen. If you don't know, I am Italian. Of the Italian band. I like it when I read that. I'm like, Italy is in there. It's in the Bible, brothers. Of the Italian band. Amen. You know, he, he maybe didn't feel like he was part of the plan. But you see, Cornelius cared. Cornelius cared to do his part. The scripture said that Cornelius feared the Lord. And he prayed always. He cared to do his part. Whether he was part of the plan or he wasn't part of the plan, he knew that there was a God. And he cared to do his part. I am going to go before the Lord. I'll give my arms to the Lord. I will worship the Lord. Whether I am part of the plan or I'm not part of the plan, I am going to do my part. And as Cornelius was doing his part, as Cornelius was caring, God had not forgotten him. God had not forgotten him. And one day, as a normal day, as he rose up in the morning, maybe to kneel by his bed to pray, something supernatural happens, and here he is in a vision. And an angel appears to him, and the angel says to him, Listen, Cornelius, you are not forgotten. Your prayers and your arms are as a memorial before God. You are not forgotten, Cornelius. You are a part of the plan. Because he cared to do his part. Said you're not forgotten, Cornelius. And we know all the supernatural events that started to take place after that. God started to work on different hands and started to work on the other hand. The coming in of the Gentiles. Because someone cared to do their part. Do we care to do our part? You are not forgotten. The plan is written. The purpose is settled. But do we care to let this purpose come to pass? You wouldn't me. Do we care for it to come to pass? It's already settled. Listen, the record is already done, written, played. It's written down. It's a drama that we're playing. He knows it all. But do we care? Play something soft for us, Sister Naomi. Do we care, amen? Do we care like Daniel? Is that to see that the time of deliverance was drawing nigh? Is that to realize we are not forgotten? We've been in Babylon for long, but we are not forgotten. 
Daniel cared to go on his knees and start to intercede. And I love it when Daniel starts to pray. Listen, Daniel, Daniel was living a, a rightful life. He was living a good life. He had a good life in the, in the sense that he was serving the Lord. But when he fell on his knees, he said, we have sinned. We have done wrong. He cared. God needs more Daniels. God needs some more Amram's. And as we see the days approaching, we see the hour approaching, we see the end coming. He hasn't forgotten the rapture. But let us care to do our part. Let us care to do our part. Let me share this and we'll close. It's about one woman in the Bible. The name, the name is not given, but it says that she was the woman of Zarephath. And the woman of Zarephath had very little left to continue to live. Just a cruise of oil and a morsel of bread. And she was getting ready to prepare it for herself and her son and they were going to die. But she was not forgotten. Listen, church, we had little left. All we had left was denomination around us. But he had not forgotten us. He made sure to send his prophet down our way. Are you with me? And he sent his prophet down the way of this woman, Azarephah. But now the question was, is this woman going to care to listen to what the prophet said? Was she going to care to do the request that she asked of her? Or was she going to think about her situation and be like, this is the last that I've got. So I'm going to use it for myself. Or was she going to care to say no? The prophet said. And she cared. And what she thought she was going to lose she got it back. And not only did she get it back, but she got the strength to sustain it through the journey. Listen, church. He cares. Let us not fail to do our part. He hasn't forgotten us. Let's stand on the feet this evening. He hasn't forgotten you. Amen. The only thing that he has forgotten is your sins and your iniquities. They are forgotten. But his purpose and plan for you, they're not forgotten. Amen. How many believe that this evening? He hasn't forgotten you. Sing. Be joyful. Break out into singing because you have been graven in the palm of his hand. You are in a position of power, church. The season is coming and it's here when you can speak and it will be. He hasn't forgotten. He hasn't forgotten that third pull. The third pull is not over, church. The word has been opened. But there is more to come. 
there is more to come church he hasn't forgotten it but let us care to do our part little by little let us care to do our part let's take down these philistines one by one let's care to do our part if there's something in our way let's clear it out of the way if there is differences in the way let's clear it out of the way let's do our part let's possess the land little by little let's be like caleb to come to say give me my mountain give me my mountain he wasn't forgotten the promise for Caleb was not forgotten he said give me my mountain Caleb was old and stricken in age but he said I'm gonna take that mountain because it is mine I am not forgotten oh glory you are not forgotten sing to him I had the same song on my list sing to him amen praise him your soul might be troubled amen but don't be cast down amen oh hallelujah let's sing that to him if you can help us sing that amen my troubled soul
let's sing to him, let's praise him, amen. He hasn't forgotten you. It's the enemy that's been lying to you. He hasn't forgotten you. He hasn't forgotten you. His purpose still stands. I tell them Hebrew boys when I get into that foyer. That was the end. I must have thought, you know what? Hey, we stood, we stood and we believed. We've done well. We've run our path, we've run our race. You know, we've stood for the Lord. We've gone home to our reward. You know what, boys? We've done the right thing. They cared. They cared. They cared to do their part. To say we're not compromising. We're not bowing down. And they said we're going home to glory, boys. Is that in a twinkle of an eye, boys? I tell you, we're gonna have a new body. In a twinkle of an eye, we're not gonna hear the rock and roll of Babylon anymore. In a twinkle of an eye, we're not gonna hear the trumpet that we're gonna bow down to. Oh, tell it, these boys actually, well, I think they were rejoicing. They can let the fire burn us, but they can't burn the God on the inside of us. Let me say this to you, they can't burn the fire on the inside of you. It's greater than anything else. You've got an inner power. God said, wait a minute, I haven't forgotten you. You were born to be a testimony. You were born to prove that the Holy Ghost cannot be burned. Hallelujah. And so he said, I'm going to step down on this fire and prove to you that you cannot be burned. That you are not forgotten. You may be walking in the fire. The fourth man is there. He hasn't forgotten you. Young person, you are not forgotten. You may sit in that pew and feel like, what am I doing here? What is my purpose in all this picture? You are not forgotten. Just care to do your part. He hasn't forgotten. Let's sing that again to him. I will praise the mighty name of Axe, but I had to come like that. Praise the Lord. 